Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another show. On tonight's docket, we have news from the Robin Thicke Pharrell sample controversy. We have also people shooting up cars and a whole lot more on tonight's show. Once again, it is your man DM Cool in the school radio. Welcome to the cool. What we do is Yes, yes, yo, welcome to the show. You're now tuned to CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to bite our style, but they stay frostbitten. Welcome to Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! That's right. You better tell a friend to tell a friend because we are live on the airwaves of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web. You already know how we do. Welcome to another week of mayhem and another week of controversy to get to indeed. Now, we have a whole bunch of stories to get to. Also, later on in the show tonight, we have Latin singer Thiago in the building. We're about to get Muy Caliente up in here. First time ever. So, he'll be around in the 840-ish mark. But, before we get to that, I usually like to play some music at the beginning, but... The story that has been rampant all week, actually not even all week, I would say probably about Tuesday, but I really want to get at right now. Ladies and gentlemen, you already know what time to show it is, man. It's time to get out my weekly grievances. It's time to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Oh, it's a classic record. Oh, it's a classic. Now... When you guys are going to be watching this on YouTube, you guys are going to be noticing that I'm holding the mic. And the reason why I'm holding the mic is because of the fact that they are using a lot of the studio equipment for the bad, bad, not good show that they're holding at the Blind Duck at CFRE. Um, Shouts to UTM. You already know how we do with that. But it's okay. I'm going to get into my MC mode because that's what I do. I'm an MC. I'm here to please the people and to give them what they want. But nonetheless, let's get right into it. Enough of the pleasantries. You guys all want to hear it, so I'm about to give it to you guys as good as I can. Um, so, basically, within the story that's happening right now with the whole um, blurred line situation is the fact that a verdict has been met. And the verdict is that Pharrell and co. are guilty of not clearing the sample. Therefore, they must award the gay estate a whopping $7.3 million. Now, here's the thing that kind of gets me about this case right here. So, last year or well over a year ago, basically, the gay estate made the claim that uh, Pharrell and company basically stole the sample without clearing it. And Pharrell is not known to be an artist, who, or not an artist, but a producer who samples a lot. He does maybe some interpolations at best, but sampling as far as like other people's records and then implement, implementing them into his records, he probably hasn't done that since he was a backup producer for Teddy Riley back in like 90-something. So... Anyone who knows Pharrell's work knows that he has his own original sound as far as the sonic quality of it goes. So obviously he had to fight that. So what did he do? Him and Robin Thicke together uh, made a made a claim to sue the gay estate for defamation, basically, because you're now accusing him of you know doing something that he hasn't done in his career. So the gay estate basically countersued for the sampling charges, and that brings us to today, actually.
Now, a lot of people are saying that he did it. A lot of people are saying that he didn't do it. A lot of people are very split on this. I am one of those people who are split on this because on one end, the chords within Blurred Lines and Got to Give It Up, the record in question, sound very, very similar. I'm not going to lie. Like, if you're not, if you don't really have a trained ear for music, you're just a casual listener, you're going to automatically think, yeah, Pharrell totally sampled that. He totally bit that. Now, when you're listening to it, you're going to notice that there's going to be a very, very minute difference within the chords between uh, the two songs as far as the bass line is concerned. I listened to them today just so I can get my own interpretation of those bass lines, and they do sound very similar, which would which I would understand as to why someone may question the authenticity of Pharrell's claim. Now, with that being said, I question that Pharrell actually did it because, again, this guy's been a producer in the game since, since the 90s, and Production 101 tells you that if you want to use a sample of someone else's record, then you got to get the clearance first. At the very least, you'll be paying a much lower sum than what he's going to be paying right now. So, with that having, you know, with having that in mind, one will wonder, well, why didn't just Pharrell just do it? He has the money, clearly. Why wouldn't he just do it? So that leads me to believe, or I want to believe, rather, and not just as a fan, but just as a music critic, that Pharrell, in fact, did not sample the record. Now, going to the reaction of uh, Gay's family, his daughter in particular, at a press conference that announced the verdict, she came across as very melodramatic, and I quote... From the woman herself, we are free from the chains of Pharrell Williams and Robin Thicke. I'm sorry, I didn't know that they were Jim Crow and friggin' Eisenhower in, in, in the flesh. They, these guys are not slave masters. They're, they're music producers and artists all in one. I, it was a little too overdramatic for me. Yes, I know you guys have been trying to fight this for a long time, like a year and some change, but nonetheless... I mean, to say that you are shackled and kept in bondage and captivity and equating it to, like, a scene in 12 Years of Slave or Django, come on now, slow your roll. It's not that serious. I mean, it's serious, but not to the extent that you're trying to push it at. So, please, calm yourself. Now, going back to this case, I firmly believe that what, what Pharrell Williams and Robin Thicke, I guess, in this case, too, needs to do is that they need to appeal this. Like, if they really want to keep their artistic integrity intact, they need to appeal this case to have another court date so that they can fight it once again. Because now people are going to be looking at Pharrell and saying, oh, he's a music biter. He's a music biter. Now, stealing music is nothing new in the music industry. People have been biting and stealing songs for years, years. You go back to the days of Cadillac Records or Chuck Berry and Muddy Waters. So many of those talented artists had their records stolen by some of the most, ta- not maybe talented, but some of the most well-revered artists that you can think of, namely Elvis Presley. He stole more than a cat burglar on hump day, man. It was crazy, the amount of thievery that this guy and his management team did. All right. And another thing that people need to realize is that a lot of these artists didn't have the ability to copyright their music. I think Ray Charles, in fact, was the first artist to ever own his own masters. That is unprecedented, especially for a minority musician. Now, in the case of Marvin Gaye, he's no exception. He didn't get his, uh, a lot of his music copyrighted either. So if Got to Give It Up is one of those songs that he never had copyrighted in the first place, then this whole case should be debunked in the first place, looking at the bigger picture. So at the end of it all, I sincerely hope that Pharrell and Robin Thicke are seen as 
innocent of all these charges that are being laid on against them. Actually, that's not going to be the case because they are found guilty. So in that regard, I hope that they do appeal this because if they just pay the fine, I mean, yeah, sure, they got the money to do it. Okay, but that's taking a hit on your legacy. I mean, Robin Thicke already took a hit on his legacy with that awful Paula album. I mean, come on now. I mean, it can't get any worse than that. And as as for Pharrell... I mean, he's always going to make his mainstay in music. And the worst thing about all this now is that they're also trying to see if they can sue him for his song, Happy. Because apparently, they use a Marvin Gaye sample in that as well. It's just an endless cycle of BS, in my opinion. Um, So, obviously, you can see that I'm on the side of Pharrell. And I hope that this isn't the case where Pharrell, in fact, did steal the music without any permission. And I would hope that he wouldn't because he is a producer in the game at the end of the day. He has extensive music knowledge. This is fundamental. This is like two plus two. So we will see as the story develops. But nonetheless, this is an interesting case to say the least. When we come back, we have my man Thiago in the building, okay? Thiago will be coming. We'll be interviewing him about his music his influences, what he has coming up, and more. And, of course, we have Trip Talk coming up. We got Kendrick Lamar's new album cover and album release date and the title of that and a whole lot more. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Cool Radio. And before we go to your commercial break, we've got to play some tunes like we always do, some good old Canadian content. And this one comes by yours truly, Mr. DM Koo. And this one right here, you already know what this one is. I released this one last week. It's called Behind the Music. Viewer Discretion is the album that I will be on, and it is coming out May 4th. There we go. We have a date for that, ladies and gentlemen. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio, and we'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool. And you're now tuned into Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show, people. Once again, that track was from yours truly, uh, Behind the Music. Once again, coming out May 4th. Viewer's Discretion. Now. As you've all been waiting for the main event, this guy right here, woo! This guy's coming with a muy caliente, as I've been saying this whole entire time. He's a Latin musician, and he's about to spread his message not only through the GTA but worldwide as well too. Like I said, you already hear first on Cool Radio because I always bring you the exclusives here for the first time on Cool Radio and the first time of many times, as I'm sure of. This man goes by the name of Diago. Diago. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to the show, man. How you <laughs> Thank feeling? Thank you for having me. Great. I feel great. That's what's up, man. You ready to get into these uh, discussions? Yeah, for sure. Let's All do right. it. <laughs> Before we get into the interview portion, of course, man, okay. um, you were sitting here during the whole Marvin Gaye spiel that I made. Yes. Um, what's your take on the situation? Things happen. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Yo, if I had my cool drop right I would have dropped that right there, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> but first, what I want to ask you right now is, how did you get into music? Um, well, I was really young when I started. I was, I think, 13, mm-hmm. and uh, just sang at a friend's wedding, and everybody kept telling me, you know, you should get really really get into it, and this and this and that, and I'm like, nah, whatever, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a kid, so I didn't really care for it, exactly. right? Exactly. Um, and then uh, when I was around 14, 15, I, did, I started working with another artist. She goes by the name of Zoe, mm-hmm. and we recorded my first single with her. Um, it was freestyle, Latin freestyle, which is like, not rap, <laughs> but you old school, like Stevie B and stuff like that. But anyways, um, so then we released my first single with them when I was 15. And from then on, I just started doing shows and performing everywhere. <laughs> That's what's up. Here's that cool shot that I owed you like about a minute ago. Cool. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
Now let's keep it moving, man. Um, so basically, what separates uh, the Latin sound or Latin genre from every other genre of music? What separates them? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, you hear a Latin song, it's not like you want to get depressed and cry. Yeah. No, you want to get up and dance. Yeah. You want to move, right? Exactly. So I think that's what separates it more. It's more like more of like the instruments that's there's so much involved in latin music and you know a lot of people you know they can just get up and dance and have a good time it's party music exactly like and there's different there's different types of latin music there's salsa there's merengue there's mm-hmm. like all sorts of different sounds that encompass it really yeah so is that what gives it its flavor just like it's its uniqueness and authenticity it does i mean there's a lot of latin music now that it's like R&B and like you have a little bit touch of reggae and you have the salsa, the merengue, the cumbia and and it all combined in one and makes that nice sound that, you know, gets you going. Absolutely. (laughs) No, I I love that stuff. Like anytime like I hear it in a club or like I hear like Anko, like in Mr. Talk, I have like the the Latin nights, whatever. Anytime I hear that type of music, man, like I almost want to be a part of the action. Like, yo, like what's happening over here? Like, yo, let's let's get popping right now. And (laughs) it doesn't matter what ethnicity you are. And the moment you hear a Latin song, you just want to get up and dance. Exactly. And you like a lot of like there's a lot of my friends who don't speak Spanish, but all of a sudden they're singing in Spanish. Where did you come from? Mexico all of a sudden? Yeah, you know? right. yeah, but yeah, that's what happens sometimes, right? Yeah. Exactly. All right, but let's keep it moving now. So um, based on like your social media from what I've seen and also like your, your Instagram especially, it's no secret that like you are inspired by the late, great Selena. Yes. So uh, what was it about her music that captivated you? About her music? Well, the, her, her music is just, I don't know, her, for everything from her vocals yes. to the music is it, just if you were to rate it from 1 to 10, it would be 10 all the way through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, just her vocal styling, her image, um, the way she sang just mm-hmm. honestly captured me into mm-hmm. Selena's music. She sang from the heart, mm-hmm. and that's what I think most performers sometimes lack. Like, there's not emotion. Yeah. Selena showed emotion through all of her music and all of her songs, and that's what captured me about her. Absolutely. And she had, like, that artistic integrity, basically. Yes. And I feel like she was like one of the, uh, basically from what I've seen from her, like especially when I was watching that biopic film about her, uh, basically from what I got from it is that like she really wanted to spread uh, the, the Latin music, you know, mainstream, not yes. just in, yeah. in Mexico or anything like that. She wanted to go like she wanted to go international, exactly. Yeah, and, and I and I admire that hustle about it because she had a large following. You know, she inspired a lot of artists that are around right now, and I think it's because of her that Latin music. Well, she had a lot of influence in today's Latin music yeah. and why Latin music is what it is today. Mm-hmm. And she did it like, and another reason why I, she inspired me is because her family really started off with nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was a dream of hers to, you know, become big and, you know, spread word and spread her music and make Latin music the mm-hmm. core of, you know, what it is. Absolutely. Most definitely. Uh, so the Latin music scene in the GTA, what can you tell me about it? Uh, it's definitely growing, I think. Okay. For sure. Uh, I mean, you have artists like uh, Fito Blanco, and, you know, um, I know many rising artists that are coming, like there's another girl, her name's Tatiana DeVos, amazing vocals. Mm -hmm. I I think the Latin community, it's not, Latin music is not only in the Latin community anymore. Mm -hmm. It's in every community, Mm -hmm. and... In Toronto, I, I feel as if it's uh, it's it's going to become pretty big. I think 
I, I hope so, man. Cause I, I, like, I like what I hear from for, for the most part, anyway. Yeah, and it's definitely it would be a unique sound for a change, actually. For sure, like the same generic stuff over and over again. Exactly. I feel like uh, we just need to add some more variety, and that'd be a great way of doing it. Exactly. The variety is always good. Exactly. <laughs> variety is the spice of life, right? That, exactly. That's what I've been told, at least. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, man. So, um, with that being said, yo, do you feel like it's uh, it's an underrated art form in the city, at the very least? Sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries. Uh, uh, Latin music. Do you feel like it's kind of underrated uh, in the GTA? Um, I wouldn't say underrated. Mm-hmm. I would say more. Oh wow. No, no, I wouldn't say it's underrated. Mm-hmm. I think more unnoticed. Unnoticed. Maybe. Okay. Not underrated. Definitely mm-hmm. not. Fair enough. Fair enough. And what would you say would be the best way to uh, let that best set, best kept secret out of the bag? Best. Kept secret? Yeah. <laughs> Not sure. Not sure. Right? No, that's fine because I always happen to find that like some of like the best art forms like a lot of people don't really know about because they're so used to like what they hear on a regular basis. Yeah. So when something like Latin music comes about and it has a buzz, it's like what's the best way of getting that buzz like widespread rather than just it's you know core focus I guess you could call it. Honestly, the only thing I've been doing is just promotion and yeah. And you do a lot of that. So yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I do. I mean, I, I'm an independent artist, so I, yeah. everything that I do is on my own, right? Absolutely, yeah. So it's it, it's hard, but mm-hmm. that's basically how you spread the word. Absolutely, and right. if it's a dream of yours and it's a goal of yours, turn it into a reality, right? Exactly. I, I agree 100%. And you have like a lot of popular artists who have made their name uh, with Latin music. Uh, within America in particular. So you have like Ricky Martin, mm-hmm. you have Enrique Iglesias, yes. uh, you have Mark Anthony, and even to an extent Pitbull as well too. He kind of transitioned Of course, I love Pitbull. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course, right? So like, why is it, I, I tend to notice at the very least that like, it's like once every five years, for example, it's like we have one big Latin name in, in the music industry as far as mainstream is concerned. It's almost like they take turns. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, musical chairs almost. So like, why do you think it's, that's the case rather than like all of them just being popular at the same time? You know, artists, um, I guess it's time periods. I mean, everybody has their time, right? Yeah. Like, for example, Ricky Martin stayed quiet for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then he came out and it's not, they're behind the scenes more than anything. Mm-hmm. Working on their music until they figure out what track is going to be like, okay, this is the one that's going to bring me back. Yeah. I think that's what it is more than anything. Okay, so it's pretty much like time is a, or patience is a virtue. Exactly. In that sense. Okay, no, I can, I can get with that because you never want to put out too much music or else you're oversaturating. That's another reason. Exactly. Yeah. Fair enough. I can get with that. Give people a break of that artist. Mm-hmm. Give them someone else something fresh. Yeah. And then bring it back. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I agree. Um, so let me ask you this. Uh, back, going back to you, uh, your music, actually, what's the best way to describe your music? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Stumper. My, um, oh, wow. How do I describe it? Um, well, my music is very much like Selena's. Okay, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> Upbeat, happy. Yeah. Um, I try to spread a message of uh, love, peace, and harmony, and just like best of, just life is a party. Absolutely. Make the best of it while we're still here. Absolutely. And then, hey, that's the sentiment I can agree with right there. And um, you have, do you have some new music on the way? Yes. Um, we just, well, last summer we released a, a single. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Till the Day I Die. Okay. Which has that Latin flavor, of course. Course, uh, that single <laughs> is on iTunes. We released also uh, a music video mm-hmm. for that one. That's on Vivo. Yeah. Um, and now 
I just released uh, a few weeks ago. I released a single. It's called Fly Away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that single means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. I wrote it for a friend of mine. Her name was Renee. Mm-hmm. Um, she suffered from congenital muscular dystrophy, mm-hmm. and she passed away last year. Mm. Um, it took me literally 15 minutes to write that single. Oh, wow. Just right there and then. Like, right then and no there. No questions asked. Boom. It was the day after she passed away. Mm. Um, so, but it's more... I just want to talk about Flyway for for a second. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Please. That song really means the world to me. Yeah. Um, it's more than just a memorial song for Renee. Yeah. Um, Renee, when she was alive, she lived her life to help others. She ran many fundraisers. Mm-hmm. Um, and now to continue her legacy, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, I one of my close friends, her granddaughter, I was just diagnosed with leukemia. Mm-hmm. She's five years old. So proceeds of Flyway are going to be donated to her family. Um, because it's continuing what Renee left off because she loved to help people. And I feel as if I can, I guess, let Renee live on through my music still and continue what she started. So Flyway is a track that really means a lot to me. Fair. That right there just is a cool track. I don't care what anyone says right there, man. <laughs> Definitely got to dig that up right there. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to get into more of that song in a moment. But before we get to it, we got some games that we got to play. All right. All let's right, play some games. We like to play some games around here. Have the people at Cool Radio listen in. Have some fun with the yes. guests and let them know what kind of personality they got, right? All right. All right. So the first game we got is called Muy Caliente. Muy Caliente. Absolutely. All right. All right. <laughs> You've been saying that all night. That's I funny. know. No, that's the thing for the night. <laughs> the for the night. Shoot. Um, so you have to tell me um, in these three scenarios if it's Caliente or no bueno. Okay. All right. So first first situation. Um, Kim Kardashian and her new hairstyle. Caliente or no bueno? I say no bueno. No bueno? Oh, I, I okay. just got already back. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. No. Girl needs to go back to brunette ASAP. Uh, there you go. You from the man himself. <laughs> All right. Next scenario. Ariana Grande. J- just Ariana Grande. Caliente or no bueno? Why are you doing this to me right now? Search your feelings on kind of one. <laughs> Why? Okay. Looks wise or music wise? There's a difference here. Very good question, actually. I didn't think about that. Okay. Yeah. How about this? Music wise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how do I put like I, I you yeah. Say it. Say it. Uh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is there an in between there? Like all <laughs> oh, that. Okay. How about this? You tell me which one you're kind of leaning on towards. Because I feel there's like a struggle in the force right now. And I feel as if you want to be honest, but like you're having some sort of con- con- confliction right now. I am. So which one are you leaning more towards right now? A bueno. I'll be honest at home, aren't you, man? You got to say that one more time. No bueno. There you go. <laughs> There you go. That was so hard. How was it? Look, okay. The only reason why... Can I explain it? Can I explain it? Please, please, The please. only reason why is I feel as if she's an amazing artist. Yes. She has an amazing image, but I feel as if vocally she should push it more. Like, I, she could hit those notes. Uh-huh. It's just, she out of nowhere, she goes into, like, as an artist and, like, as a singer. Yeah, yeah. Out of nowhere, she goes into falsetto, and it's like... Yeah, it's like, push it, girl! Push it! You were so good up until this point. Why? Right? It's like, no, you got, you got to sing, girl. Sing. Exactly. <laughs> nah, fair enough, man, fair enough. Okay. That's the only reason why. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. When it comes to Ariana Grande, I'm going to say like a dick when I say this, 
But she looks like a 15-year-old girl. Like, have you, have, have yeah, the ponytail needs to go. Not even that. Just like she looks so frail. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, look. just like a tiny one. I don't you know. You can like, break her in half type yeah, of Yeah, like, I wonder why, like, Big Sean is going out with her, man. It's just like, did you, like, Carter before you dated her? Like, just... I, do, I don't have an explanation. Yeah, neither do I, <laughs> boy. And um, <laughs> final, final scenario. Um, J-Lo's portrayal of Selena. Muy caliente. Muy caliente. Yes. Okay. Yes, she did an amazing job. Absolutely, I agree. I, I, I was watching a biography on, on J-Lo like years ago, and I found it interesting that there's a little bit of controversy controversy about her playing the role <sighs> of Selena, all because of the fact that, that she's Puerto Rican. Yes. Selena, Selena was Mexican. Mexican-American. You know what? What does it matter? It doesn't. If the person... Did what she did. She did a beautiful job portraying Selena. She honestly, I think she honored Selena to the T. Mm-hmm. I think she did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody bit their tongue after they yeah they, they saw the movie. They had to eat some humble pie after. Definitely, definitely. Oh, and by the way, we we're talking about Selena since we're on topic. Yeah, please. Um, we I'm teaming up with Excel again. Okay. Speaking about new releases. Absolutely. Yeah. And because I love Selena so much, she's like my queen. Yeah, absolutely. No, she's <laughs> uh, queen. Because I love Selena so much, I've been, I've been like craving. I was gonna say another word, but it's not appropriate. I've been craving. I was gonna say I've been dying, but no, <laughs> no, uh, no. I've I've been seriously. I've been for a very long time. I've been wanting to do a remix or a cover of Selena's. So uh, April sixteenth, which is Selena's birthday, uh-huh. we are releasing a remix to one of Selena's single that was really really big in nineteen ninety four, Bini Bini Bam So I'm really excited for that one. That's, so we, <laughs> hey, when you, when you come out with that, you already know where to send it to. We'll put that on. Oh, for sure, Absolutely, for sure, you'll be man. the first to have. <laughs> All right, and on that note, we have one more game to get to before the break, and this game is a mainstay on the network. We play with everyone. There is no exceptions to this game right here. This one is called I'd Quit the Game. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. All right, so. I'm scared. And in an, Don't be scared now. Don't be scared. <laughs> um, in an alternate universe. You are living the bachelor life. You're doing your thing. You're wheeling, dealing, cruising, schmoozing, and all that good stuff. Okay. But there comes a point in time in everyone's life where they must quit the game. So they must settle down. Okay. Have the kids, have the family, and all that stuff. Okay. With the, the, the tire swing and the white picket fence. Great. Apple pie cooling on the windowsill. All right. The whole shebang. If you had to quit the game for one of these two ladies that I have handpicked, okay. who would you quit the game for? Would you quit the game for... Naya Rivera or Shakira? The choice is yours. Shakira. Bam! Definitely Shakira. I knew you were going to choose that decision. Why Shakira? <laughs> Let's educate the people on why you would choose uh, Shakira. Are you kidding me? She's gorgeous. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She is gorgeous. I cannot deny that for one second. I've yeah. been having a crush on her since... Uh, that one song. We'll always be we'll together. Always be together. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one was good. There you go. Bomb, yeah. bomb. She knows how to move, that's for sure. Oh, <laughs> hell yes. Absolutely. Anyways, we could go on for days about, about Shakira, Shakira yeah. and how great she is and how she moves those hips and how those hips don't lie. Don't lie. Yeah. But we can't because we're about to get to your track right now, which is called yes. Fly Away. Am I correct? That is right. All right. And this is, is this a, just a, a single on its own or are you going to be putting on this on an album? It's actually a, a single on its own for now. Okay. I'm working on an album, hopefully. So uh, 
Uh, but yeah, it's on iTunes, so everybody can purchase it there. That's what's up. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get back, we're going to go into Trip Talk. We will be discussing Kendrick Lamar's new album cover and release date. We will be dis- discussing rapper, Canadian rapper Shad on being the host, the new host of The Q, and also Tina Campbell catching the Holy Ghost on her husband's car. So keep it locked. This okay. is Cool Radio, and we'll be right back after these messages. Don't miss it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool. And you're now tuned into Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show, people. We are still here with my man, Thiago. Hello, hello. You already know what it is. And that was his single, Fly Away. Tremendous record, by the way. Thank you. Very strong baritone. I like that. Thank you. Now, (laughs) it's time to get into the show where we talk about the week's biggest stories and this is no exception, ladies and gentlemen, it is Trip Talk. Three topics in maybe three minutes, maybe, maybe not, but who knows. <laughs> Either way, we're about to get into it right now, so let's get to it. First topic on the docket, Kendrick Lamar, hip-hop's almost, I would like to consider hip-hop savior in a sense. Uh, he has been having inter- internet ablaze for the last couple of months with singles popping up here and there and what have you. But he has made it officially known that his new album, which is entitled To Pimp a Butterfly, will be released on March 23rd. So that's about two weeks from now, roughly, basically. Or no, a week and a half, I would say. Now, not only did he release the uh, album title, but he released the cover art for the album and it is nothing short of controversial and i love it because it forces the audience to think now for those who haven't seen it the the album cover i will illustrate it to the best of my ability with my words of course now this album cover is depicted in front of the white house black and white picture uh with many uh black youth standing in front of it uh most of them look between the ages of 14 to about 25 late mid-20s i would say uh, they all have stacks of money in their hand. They're putting up gang signs, screwing up their faces, uh, almost like you, almost like you would see in like a gang portrait, basically. And if you notice in the bottom left-hand corner, you'll see a couple of them stepping on pretty much a white guy in a suit, and the white guy's eyes are like crossed out like a cartoon. So I'm assuming that's like a poli- like a crooked politician of some sort. But basically, it's a whole bunch of them in a photo together, you know, grilling and screw facing, having stacks of money in their hand, basically. Now, when I see that picture, to me, it screams out, you know, the young rebellious youth screaming out against, you know, the authority, basically, screaming out against the people who are ultimately the powers that be and taking a stance on what they believe in. That's what I got from it. Um, When you hear that interpretation of or not the interpretation, but the description that I just gave about the album cover, what what, what comes to your mind, Thiago? Um, I would say it's like. Almost like, basically, the youth of today, if you think about it, have no voice. Yeah, they don't. So maybe it's about, you know, the youth finally having a voice and mm-hmm. leading instead of following mm-hmm. and actually doing something about what's going on in the world instead of just waiting around for something to happen like most of these politicians are doing. Absolutely. And not only do some of these youth don't have a voice, but I feel like some of these youth don't know how to use their voice as well, too. Exactly. So. For Kendrick to make, you know, a statement like that on his album cover, I love it. And not only that, but I just love when artists use that platform, you know, to use their album cover as something to speak on something as crazy as that. If that is, in fact, if that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from I've only heard as 
far as I'm concerned, the majority of the public have only heard two songs from him, both of them attacking, you know, social and political matters as well, too. So I'm curious to hear the direction that his album is going to take this time around. Um, he's had two arguable classic albums already in his belt. So let's see if the third time is a charm as well. He may be going for that three people. We'll see. Um, next on the docket, we have Canadian rapper Shad. Now, this guy made headlines earlier this week when it was announced that he would be the host or the new host of CBC's The Q, which is a show that was once hosted by the infamous Gian Gomeshi. Now, in case you guys don't remember that name, Gian Gomeshi was the host of that show for a number of years, but then he had to resign due to allegations of sexual assault, and then which he, in turn, uh, basically tried to file a, uh, a lawsuit against CBC for a high amount of money, uh, higher than the amount that Robin Thicke and Pharrell are being sued for. But nonetheless, yeah, sure. um, <laughs> their, their search came to an end for a new host, and it's in the form of Shad. Now, for me, as a hip-hop guy, that's huge because of the fact that not is it just because of hip-hop, but hip-hop in Canada, that's a huge move because hip-hop in Canada doesn't really have that large of a voice. Yes, sure. And ironically enough, you're going to get that voice in the form of Shad, yeah. who has been known as a very uh, socially conscious, aware rapper, uh, not just in America, but he's made his name in the States as well, too. Um, so when you hear, you know, that they finally ended their search and they've done that with Shad, like what comes to your mind? I think it's good. Mm-hmm. I think it's good for, for him, good for the music industry as well. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like the hip hop doesn't have really that that the voice, especially in, in here in Toronto. Yeah. You know, so I think it's awesome. Absolutely. And I got to commend CBC, actually, for that move because that's not something that they would do normally. Normally, no. I don't think yeah, they wouldn't necessarily get an artist to, to have that platform yeah. to, to speak to other artists. Uh, so the fact that they did that, and they did that with Shad, of all people, like yeah. that, that's him. huge. I was impressed. I was like, whoa, that actually happened? And this is coming on the on the wings of the, the Junos, which is happening this weekend, Exactly, actually. yeah, the Junos. So that, that's a huge move for, for the uh, the urban arts, as I like to call it. Exactly. Uh, within, not just in Toronto, but in Canada. In Canada, well, period. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, by the way, speaking of Junos, quick shout-out to Melanie Durant, past guest on the show. She is um, nominated for a Juno this year. Yes, so, uh, I follow her on Instagram. Congratulations. Absolutely. She's that's awesome. mad cool. And if you don't have her album in tes- anticipation, please, what are you waiting for? Please, you need to get it so you can hear all the good music that is coming from this. Ah, what are you doing, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. I had to break up the accent right there. I'm <laughs> sorry. Like, I'm sorry. It just, I it got like the right Where did the accent come from it, all it of a sudden? Like I'm, do. I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm saying. People bring it down to me sometimes. Shout out to Melody. Um, (laughs) And the final topic on uh, Trip Talk. Tina Campbell. Now, for those of you guys who don't know who Tina Campbell is, she is one half of the gospel group Mary Mary. All right? Now, this one, I was this close, like inches away from giving her a wankster of the week this week. But another story eclipsed that. Hashtag spoiler alert. And uh, basically what happened was her husband, uh, Teddy Campbell, uh, was in an affair uh, with another woman. Uh-oh. So the clause came out and she had to get in her inner, inner uh, waiting to exhale moments. Um, and she did that by getting a gun and shooting up the man's car. She shot up, raided it up with bullets. And She's a gospel singer? Yeah, yes. Yes. And she definitely caught the Holy Ghost on that note. Oh, damn. <laughs> now, here's the funny thing about this. 
they released a statement about the entire incident nonetheless, okay? And I'm looking for the statement as I am talking in the mic right now. Um, now, they're not displaying the statement because I thought it was in here before. But nonetheless, I do remember what was said. And the funniest thing – okay, okay, I found it. I found it. So they said – and this is according to uh, their joint Instagram at- account, at Teddy and Tina. The couple insist that they are happier than ever and were able to work out their troubles through Christ. After she shut up the man's car. Yes. Your response, the algo. What is this world coming to? <laughs> I'm going to grab a shotgun. I'm going to shoot up your car. And then I'm going to ask Jesus to save me and help my relationship. You need a counselor. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yo, I couldn't have said it better myself. I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, when I heard the story, I thought to myself, <laughs> okay, this has Tyler Perry written all over it. Yeah, Have right? you gotten any more Tyler Perry-esque? Where's Medea? Cool. <laughs> I thought exactly. My, see, you, you know this. You know <laughs> Where's Medea? You know this. Wow. I, I have no words for this. I have. Was she singing hallelujah while she was doing it? Maybe you never know. <laughs> like, you never know. She's probably saying, Jesus, give me strength in this 12 gauge pump that I'm about to unleash. You know how some people have to find Jesus? She definitely didn't find him that day. She lost him. Nah, she found Lucifer right there. For sure. Call a, call a pastor or do right. something. Holy I don't water. know if she was playing Call of Duty or James Bond or, or doing something or watching Boys in the Hood when this happened. And actually, I'm looking at the car right now. It's it's like a Cadillac of some sort, or like you know one of those those old school Chevy. Oh, she shot up that car, good. Yeah, yeah, like it's riddled with bullets. Like he looked like he got, he got caught in a drive-by. Question: Where did she get the gun? Who knows, man? It's America. You Why does she have America. a gun? She's a gospel singer. One of the many contradictions within religion, unfortunately. There's so many questions now coming through my mind. Like right? that's kind of scary. It, right? <laughs> like if a gospel singer, a gospel singer, can do that. Gun. Yeah. Why? And, and, and people are, and politicians are out, are out here afraid of gangster rappers? No, it's the gospel people you got to be careful for nowadays, right. see? They're see? Not, they're, they're going just, after the wrong people, I tell you. Yeah, I'm telling you. They're not just going <laughs> to spray you with holy water. Well, it's the quiet just, ones you got to be careful for, they say. Exactly. I'm shocked. Wow. I, should I be shocked? I I don't know. I'm, I'm not lost for words. Like, okay, you don't hear this often from a gospel singer. If like it's you hear not, about them cheating on their spouses or having a stash collection of porn, but yeah, but that is but shooting up your husband's or husband, right? Yes. Oh, oh dear. I mean, leave this a shook night. I mean, he's out here running over people and stuff. Like, leave the gangster stuff alone. I I don't know. I, I have know. no words. I have no words. I I don't either. And on that note, <laughs> um, I think it's time to get old school. You ready to get old school with me, real quick? Sure, let's do it. Let's get old school, man. I feel like it's that time of the show where we need to get old school and play some tunes that you guys are gonna groove to, and we're gonna take you back to nineteen ninety something with this one. So on that note, um, it's time for Throwback Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Hit it. Yeah, I like this one. I already know what it is. Old school with it. Old school with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now, because it is Mui Caliente in here, yes. um, I decided that we were going to play a song from a very popular rapper from the mid to late 90s. All right? Now, he is known as the first Latino rapper to ever go platinum in America. He goes by the name of Big Pun, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. a.k.a. Big Punisher. And off this 1998 album, Capital Punishment, this record featuring Joe was his biggest hit to date. This record is called Still Not a Player. And when we get back, we will get you with the wankster of the week. 
Who has entered the shallow walls in the Hall of Shame this week? We will find out after the break. So keep it locked, ladies and gentlemen. This is Cool Radio, and we will be right back after these messages. Yeah. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Femi Lassing, and man, me. It's your man, Bo Pinto, at Bo Pinto. Jay Hood from the Toronto Argos. You are now tuned in. Cool. Cool. Radio 91.9 FM. I had an amazing experience. I had an amazing time. The best radio show experiences I've had ever. Stay tuned for the hottest in news, hip-hop, entertainment, and everything. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Big shout out to DM Cool. Good vibes. Love you, man. You're famous. I love it. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. You're now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool. You're now tuned into Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show, people. I still got my man, Thiago, in the building. You already know. That's right. And, of course, it's that moment that you've all been waiting for. Who will enter the shallow walls in the Hall of Shame for this week on Cool Radio? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to drop the wanks on them. It is time for Wanks of the Week. 50 hit him. Now, this week's Wanks of the Week is no stranger to Wanks of the Week. He is a repeat offender of the Wanks of the Week category. He is a multi-time all-star in this category. He goes by the name of CNN anchor Don Lemon. Now, you guys are probably wondering why is Don Lemon in the Wanks of the Week this week? Well, it comes on the heels of the Controversy that has erupted at the Oklahoma University, which involves the SAE fraternity engaging in a chant that goes as followed. And ladies and gentlemen, I kid you not, I quote, and this is what the students at Oklahoma University, as part of the SAE fraternity, were singing in that bus ride. There will never be a nigger in SAE. There will never be a nigger in SAE. You can hang them from a tree, but they'll never sign with me. There will never be a nigger at SAE. Now, this chant was being sung in that bus. And one of the people who was singing that chant in the bus was a woman by the name of Bhutan Gilbo. Now, she is the house mother of that fraternity. And she was singing along with it. Now, when that video came out, there was also a video of her that dated way back to 2013. It was a video of her singing a Trinidad James song. I think it was All Gold Everything. And she was goaded, quote-unquote, into singing the portion of the song where Trinidad James says, and I quote, nigga, nigga, nigga. So, there's clearly a history of, of this pattern going around. Now, I'll get into that later. What Don Lemon did on CNN the other night on a panel with other um, experts and journalists and what have you, something that he should ne- he needs to be revoked of. Um, he <laughs> defended the woman saying how we shouldn't prosecute her or, or judge her if she was just singing a song. I mean, if she's just singing a song, is it really racist? And that couldn't be further from the truth because that's a backward, backwards argument that you use for some little white kid living in the burbs who's singing a 50 Cent song. But when you have a grown woman in her 60s, probably 70s from what it looks like, singing a song about hanging a black person from a tree, then are you really going to excuse her and say that, oh, she was just going into singing a song? The thing that I hated about this fact is, or about this all, is the fact that 
Don Lemon tries to use the age-old, tired-ass, hip-hop-made-them-do-it argument, saying that it was hip-hop who influenced her in singing that song. Oh, really, Don Lemon? So you mean to tell me in 1852, house Negroes and field Negroes were singing rap songs that made the masters and his guests want to sing out nigger as if they weren't saying enough when they were enslaving the people? But no, he wants to use an argument and defend her and say, oh, no, no, it was a rap song that made her do it. No, we shouldn't blame her. We should absolve them. No. And it is the same argument that, that what's her name, Mika uh, Brzezinski made on MSNBC on the show Morning Joe just the other day as well, too. No, you cannot blame hip-hop for a 70-year-old person who says the word nigger, okay? This is the same thing with Don Imus back in 2007 when he called the the, 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 the Rutgers female basketball team, which, which is a primarily black uh, team, a pair of nappy-headed hoes. Oh, my God. You can't be saying that stuff and then blaming it on hip-hop. Now what's going to happen is that we're going to have some... We're going to have the umpteenth congressional hearing where people such as Al Sharpton, Michael Eric Dyson, who I'm a huge fan of, maybe a, a commercial rapper like T.I. and an uberly conscious rapper like Common, have a panel discussion on what hip-hop needs to do going forward. No, you cannot blame this on hip-hop. This is a state, and I'm talking about Oklahoma, a state that is historically racist towards black people and other minorities. They were one of the main states that were huge in the the Atlantic slave trade era. These are one of the people who fought to keep the South alive in 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 their entitlements and their laws alive so that they can keep enslaving black people. This is a, not a city, sorry, a state that has history in racism. The last time I heard a song about a black person hanging from a tree was Strange Fruit, and that was done by Billie Holiday, and she was making a political statement about how black people were enslaved back in those times, and there was no way, shape, or form that she was trying to empower or to make it a catchy jingle on the use of the word or anything of the sort that comes with it. This is far beyond hip-hop. And for Don Imus, a black man, for God's sakes, to say that he, that she is not in the wrong at all and that hip-hop has a bigger responsibility to, to not use that word at all is beyond me. This is asinine. I'm sorry, pardon my friends, but this is absolute bullshit on Don I'm oh, sorry, not Don Imus, Don Lemon's part, but he practically is acting like Don Imus right now and I'm breaking the fourth wall that he sh- no I'm sorry no this is bullshit I'm sorry Don Imus or sorry Don Lemon needs to resign from CNN and not only from CNN he needs to resign from journalism because journalism is something that is not within his strong suit at all from from shaming a girl who was allegedly date raped by Bill Cosby and saying oh well you could have defended yourself to to saying that the, the poor innocent white woman got goaded into saying nigger along with the other students and blaming it on hip hop is completely asinine to say the least Don Lemon you have the IQ of a lemon if I had to choose between a lemon and you to pass a test I would choose a lemon so on that note do you deserve the rights of the week of course I agree and on that end we're going to play that drop on them one more time and I'm calling this from now that this has got to be the biggest wankster of the year thus far hit it Tiago Where's my gospel singer when I need her? Right? <laughs> that bus should have been shot up oh I'm sorry Oh my gosh Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We're in 2015 people Are you kidding me? And there's these chants going on Like what's going on? And, and you know what? And you know what? That's the thing that gets me Like people 
I know we want to live in this utopia where racism doesn't exist and that we can see people beyond their, their, the color of the skin, their yeah. ethnicity, what have you. But the fact of the matter is we're still in this world where it may not be as blatant as like hosing down somebody for trying to use their civic right to vote. <laughs> but nonetheless, it still exists systematically. And as we've seen through the video in other instances, that it still exists nonetheless. Yeah. So for people to say, oh, this is just... Oh, she was just singing a song. It's okay. No. Exactly. No. First of all, she needs to retire. What is she still doing as a as a sorority mother or I whatever? I don't know what the job entails, but well, I just don't know. Clearly, maybe she's part of the KKK. That's what it sounds like to me. She because probably has her hoodie primped and pressed up in her closet. I'm telling you, like that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we need the country. We need the um, the gospel singer to pay her a visit. Yeah, yeah, she needs to catch the Holy Ghost by way of a 12 gauge shotgun. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Someone, she, someone needs to shoot her beak off like Daffy Duck and Elmer Fudd and Looney Tunes, man. Like, who says something like that? I'm just chant. I'm going to start singing too and see what happens. Like, what the heck is going exactly. on? It, I, and watch. I guarantee. And, like, maybe in, like, a week or two, there's going to be yet another press conference and that all these big hip-hop guys and people who are critics of hip-hop are going to sit down and say, what do we need to do better as a genre and a culture? No! Hip-hop had nothing to do with this. No, it has nothing to do with that. Nothing at all. No, this is just people being stupid. Exactly, just being ignorant. Ignorant, exactly. I don't get it. For the life of me, I don't get it. Let's move on to more pleasant things. Yes. Before we end off the show. Yes. uh, I know you kind of said this earlier in the show, but once again, let the people know what we have coming up in the future. All right, so we have Bidi Bidi Bum Bum coming up. Um... So the day I die was released. You can check that out on YouTube. Yeah. Fly away again. It's on iTunes, and proceeds are going to a very good cause. So make sure you guys check that out. Absolutely. Um, and as far as everything else, we're just trying to book performances in the GTA. So club tours and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully get some overseas and in the states. Mm-hmm. And basically just trying to promote my music, and that's pretty much it. And hopefully some more releases with Excel and. Some traveling. <laughs> there you go, man. Get get those uh those mouths up, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, <laughs> Viago, thank you for coming through. Um, you already know you're welcome to come through anytime. Holler at me, and we'll make. I will definitely be back, and thank you for having me. It was honestly fun. My it was pleasure. it was great. <laughs> my pleasure. Man. Just want to say thank you to everybody who's tuning in out there, and thanks to all my followers. My family in Montreal who's tuning in right now. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and uh, thank you very much. And remember, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Thiago Music Online. Uh, Twitter, it's Thiago Fan Club. And on Facebook, Thiago Durusio. So follow me. There you go, man. There you go. <laughs> and you already know what the deal is. You can hit me up at DM underscore cool or follow the show specifically at cool underscore radio. We are on SoundCloud. So catch all full episodes on SoundCloud. In case you missed it live, at cool underscore radio. And uh, what other account do we have? I think that's the only. Yeah, There's so many actually. accounts. There's so many to keep, keep track of right yeah. now. Absolutely, man. I need an assistant. It, I need one too, actually. <laughs> Shoot. Um, next week, coming up on next week's show. Uh, we have recording artist Taya Marquise in the building, making her return again. She was here back in August, and she's going to be sitting down with us, promoting some new music as well, too. So keep on the lookout for that. And uh, But until then, thank you all for tuning in. Once again, it is your man, DM Koo. Keep it gravy and wavy. And if you are on the UTM campus, make sure you hit up the blind duck for BBNG. They are performing live tonight, so make sure you check that out. But once again, I'm out of here, and once again, it is your man, DM Cool. Buenas noches. Oh. <laughs>
go. Buenos noches. Muy caliente one more time. And we out of here, people. Keep it gravy and wavy. Peace. Cool.